This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure. Your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino of Full-Time Families and Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, will share advice, information, and encouragement to bring your road schooling efforts to new levels. Hello and welcome to Road School Moms Live. I'm one of your hosts, Kimberly Travaglino, full-time road schooling mom to four kiddos and co-host and co-author, excuse me, co-founder at FullTimeFamilies.com, the resource for all your full-time RV adventuring needs and information. I'm coming to you live tonight from the Northeast where it is starting to feel a lot like fall. But before I get into that, I'm going to welcome on my lovely co-host, who I am blessed to be joined with every Sunday night. Hey, it's Mary Beth Goff, your road trip teacher, also a homeschooling, road schooling mama to four kiddos, and the creator of Road Trip Teacher. We are coming to you live from the same place we've been for, I don't even know how many weeks now, I've lost count, but we are in central Indiana for about another two weeks here um, before we'll be moving on to our next location, and we're so excited to be with you tonight, where it's also turning a little chilly. Yes, Mary Beth, we've got the heat on. For the last two nights, we've had the Ooh. heat on. How about by you? <laughs> no, we, I don't have the heat on. It's not that chilly. <laughs> if I think if I had to turn the heat on, I might go st- – I think I would go st- – start moving south until I didn't have to turn the heat on. <laughs> Is that bad? Well, I would love to start moving south, but someone in my rig had a different idea <sighs> of what we should be doing this time. And if you no. tuned in last Sunday night and heard the replay instead of why God thinks you should have sensational sex, which is one of the things I was looking forward to last week, uh, then you would know <laughs> that um, my 13-year-old Dominic decided on Sunday night, while Sarah, James, and I were out running errands to break his knee. Uh, which required surgery on Thursday. And, you know, um, I have to think, I've been reflecting on this all week, there are good things and bad things to being a road school mom when your children are injured. And it's when your children are injured, not if your children are injured, because they're children and they do things, and it's going to happen. It's, you know, inevitable. So I'm really proud that we've had as long a run as we had without broken bones, knockwood. Um, but, uh, so it's lovely not to worry about school, right, and having to pick up work for him to do and all that stuff. Not that we're not doing school, we are doing school, but if he was in a traditional school setting, you know, this would be way more complicated. The other part, the con of this, is that we only have one vehicle, and it is a large Julie truck, and he takes up the whole back seat because he cannot bend his legs. So we have not been able to go anywhere as a family since Sunday when he did this. And I don't know when he will be able to bend his legs so that we can actually go somewhere the six of us. Oh, my goodness. Isn't it, I mean, not funny, haha, but this is funny because there's just so many things that you would just not think of in that situation. And that's one of them. (laughs) That is one of them. And then also, you know, when you live in 350 square feet, Chances are good that of that 360 square feet, um, probably 260 of it is going to be covered floor space. So um, try to walk around in 100 square feet with crutches and not trip over anything. It's almost impossible. So uh, before he had the surgery, thank God Chris is as strong as he was because he had to carry him for four days straight everywhere that Dominic went. He got carried to get there. It was incredible. And then we got one of those wagons, Mary Beth. We got that for the rally, one of those collapsing wagons. And I don't know if you saw a picture, uh, but he fit perfectly in it. And so we toted him around the campground in a wagon. (laughs) Well, that made for some fun family memories, right? Yeah, exactly. There's that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So So what kind of excitement have you had? Nothing like you've had. I mean, I, I I really don't even think I could talk about anything to compare to, to what you've had go on, you know. I don't. It's just been, uh, I don't know. We've got, uh, we're in full swing with our 
this year's Rhodes School. And we're trying out some new curriculums, and we're very excited about those. We'll be sharing those later on this month in our uh, when we talk next time about this is how we Rhodes School. But we're, we started some new curriculums, and we starting and we started a new time of our day, which you and I haven't even gotten a chance to talk about because we keep missing each other over the last couple of weeks with everything that's gone on. But um, our Road School 10, my Road School 10 crew actually is, we're doing um, what we kind of call morning time. It's a time that we have kind of set aside every day. Now I'm going to say morning <laughs> kind of loosely because we all know that we're not really morning people. So we have morning time. It might not always be in the morning or it might be really late in the morning, but we've incorporated something in our day called morning time. It's something that you may or may not be familiar with, um, but I ran across it a couple months ago. I was really interested in it, and I can't tell you it's kind of turned my road school around. I'm really excited to share it with you, KT, sometime when we can chat away from the show. Um, but we are actually will have as a special guest, I believe it's the, the third week of October, um, Pam Barnhill, who has a, a podcast called Morning Time. And we're going to bring her on, and we're going to pick her brain and talk to her all about morning time. So stay tuned for more info on that. Oh, I'm super intrigued. I can't wait to hear about that. That sounds mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So I love that. We've just been doing the school thing. We're, we've just been kind of trying to stay on track. And as you know, we've been in this one place not really by choice, just by, uh, you know, how things happen, right? You just sometimes you're – where you're supposed to be and it's not where you thought you were going to be and that's okay Um, but we've been here for so long that I know that it's going to be rough to try to move from here in a couple weeks when it's trying to go so we have started the process of reorganizing and going through clothes and what doesn't fit and what do we really need to keep and ugh, yuck (laughs) I forget how you know once you stay somewhere for very long you know how it is you've accumulated things that you don't normally keep and and all of that and I'll talk about something else real quick um I've said that we've changed some of our curriculums this year. Um, we're still using time for learning. That's still very much a part of our road school day, but we've done, we're doing some different things, and oh, my goodness, for me, you know, I have four kiddos, and so I've picked up three different things that all require books and or journaling-type notebooks, and just having those few subjects with books, Oh my goodness! I'm just about to scream. Like I'm, oh I'm searching God. frantically. Yeah, I'm searching frantically for some sort of system to keep those books a place for them. And ugh, I don't know. It's just not. It's not something I've dealt with in the four years we've been on the road. And I know it's something we talk about all the time. Um, and it's something that I know a lot of new people when they start to get on the road. That's one of their first. Well, what do you do about books? And what do you do about textbooks? And you know, I've always We've always done so much of our stuff online before, and this year we elected not to, and it has definitely posed its set of challenges already for me. It's driving me crazy, even just to have the weight. You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, what do we do with all this? Yeah, I totally get you. Um, You know, it's interesting. This week, uh, in between um, taking care of Dominic and on top of that, I had two sick kiddos. uh, you know, pretty sick with cold, so it's been a fun week. But in the middle of this week, we have completely done a complete overhaul of our camper for, I don't even know, I've totally lost count of how many times we've gutted this thing and redone it. Um, but uh, what we did was we put in this huge table that seats the six of us incredibly comfortably. I could probably see eight at this table. We've taken out, I have a 90-inch slide on one side of my living room. And we took everything out of that slide, and we put in this huge farm table there. Um, Previously, there was a sofa there. And then on the other side, I have a 63-inch slide on the other side of my camper. And I had a desk there for my office, and we've taken that out and put a small love seat there that turns into a couch. And I can't tell you how happy I am to have this ginormous table in my RV because every time I sit down to do schoolwork with the kids, I picture us at the table and I didn't have a place to make that happen. And it was incredibly frustrating. I just went round and round in my mind and I, you know, I just, I was really frustrated about our seating situation. So um, the the insertion of this table into our lives has made a huge difference. It's so wonderful. I really love it. I can't, I can't even tell you how nice it is to seat six, at a table um, as nicely and as comfortably as we can now. And I want to tell you that, we, you know, um, we went to the Hershey show because we're in Hershey, 
And, mm-hmm. um, or we were in Hershey, I should say. And um, at the Hershey show, we toured a million campers. And do you know what? The, well, you know the real, the reason that they do this, Mary Beth. Hello? Someone who is new to camping might not. Hey, Heath, one second. Um, but uh, that's our guest, Heath Padgett. <laughs> we'll have him on in hey. a minute. Um, but uh, when you go into these, when you tour an RV, Red School Moms who are not on the road yet, listen up. When you tour an RV, you will probably not see a dinette in the RVs that you're looking at, at the floor pins for families that you're looking at. You will not see it. They, There will be uh, holes in the ground for dinettes, but they'll have been taken out so people can walk around the RV. And I really want you to give some pause for thought when you're buying your RV where you are sitting and having dinner. Because if you are living this intentional family life and doing this for that reason, then having dinner together is going to be an important thing. And you might think, well, we'll just do it at the picnic table outside. And that's fun when the weather's nice and there's not a million bugs and it's not too hot or not too cold or not raining. But when you want to have dinner inside as a family, it can be very frustrating if you don't have a table that fits all of you. I can't believe we're having this. I don't know how many times that we cross up and never talk to each other. But this is the issue we are fighting in our rig, and I can't even believe you're talking to me about this. And let me just say, because I know we have our guests waiting, so we won't go all into this tonight. But first of all, I'm extremely jealous that you have a table that you can all sit at. And when you and I talk about morning time off the air, and then when we come back and talk about morning time on the air, you're going to find out how important it is to maybe not have a table, but to have some place that everyone can function because that's a very big part of our morning time and it's a very big part of what our struggle exactly is in our class a right now because we don't have a place that everyone can sit at the table without going outside so you are uh you're right listen up road school moms because it is it is an issue and that's funny that you're talking about it Mm -hmm. it is more to come on that yeah I can't even tell you how thrilled I am. I was really worried about giving up that large sofa was going to Mm -hmm. somehow, uh, you know, impede our life. But I am beyond thrilled with the the way my camper functions now. I'm just – So where did you – wait, go ahead. Sorry. No, I just – I'm curious. So where did you get this table, and is it very heavy? Because that's that's the first thing I thought when you say, like, farm table. Like, to me, I think about this big, heavy farm table. Well, um, to give you a perspective, one man, possibly the world's strongest man, but one man can lift it by himself. Um, okay. um, Anna, Anna Johnson's husband, Dan, actually wielded it around to get it out of the truck. It wasn't crazy heavy. And where did I get it? Um, we found it on Craigslist. And I, actually, uh, Sarah James and I were headed to go pick it up when I got that fateful phone call, fateful phone call that Dominic had broken his leg. We had to pull a Yui and come back. Uh, but I was able to get it the next day, and um, I'm thrilled with it. It was 100 bucks. It's pretty solid. It had um, four chairs that went with it, and I had a bench seat, if you'll recall, Mary Beth, already in my house. That's also mm-hmm. a toy bin. And so we put the bench along the back, and uh, now I could, like, sit six whole computers there, six whole laptops. Oh, my um, gosh. Like, That's there's so much jealous. room. Yeah, it's, I'm so I'm so thrilled. Awesome. I'm so so thrilled. Yeah, awesome. We well, so, have to share um, pictures with us in our group. I will. I will. I'm going to put some pictures up on uh, Road School Mom, so look for those soon. Um, and I'm going to uh, play our sponsors commercial before we bring Heath on, um, so that um, we can check that off our list of things to do. I'm really excited about our sponsor for this season. Hold on. That's right. Hey everyone, Mary Beth here, your road trip teacher. There's a new audio adventure series available that tells great stories from Christian history. And it's designed to build character, courage, and imagination in your kids. The production values are outstanding and is a great way to turn ordinary drive time into family fun and adventure time. Go to FamilyAudioAdventures.com to learn more. That's FamilyAudioAdventures.com. Use coupon code ROAD to get this Road School Moms approved resource for half price. So cool. And we will be having um, some guests on from Audio Adventures 
later in the season, so stay tuned for that. Now, without further ado, I'm going to bring on our guest tonight, Heath Padgett. Um, he is a self-proclaimed um, obsessed with RV, all things RVing type of guy, which is the guy after my own heart. He's a filmmaker and uh, RVer, and him, his wife, and his wife Alyssa and himself quit their job two years ago to hit the road. So, welcome to Road School Mom, Keith. We're so happy you could join us tonight. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Hey there. Keith, uh, I gave a brief info to our uh, intro to our listeners, but please go ahead and um, tell our listeners who you are and how you fit into the RV community. Yeah, so Alyssa and I have been on the road for two and a half years now, and basically, I mean, we kind of took your typical route out of college. We graduated, uh, got entry-level jobs. I was doing software. Alyssa was doing uh, working for a nonprofit in New Orleans and kind of just doing, you know, your post-college thing. Uh, and we did that for, I think we made it in that life for like a year, and we were about to get married, and we just really wanted to go do something else. We wanted to travel like a lot of people in their 20s, and we wanted to be more adventurous and pursue more creative work. And um, and we started coming up with ideas for what that looked like. We were living in Austin. It was really hot, and we wanted to get out of there and go do some traveling. And we came up with the idea to go travel to all 50 states on our honeymoon, kind of just this crazy idea, let's go do this. And that project, we wanted to have something bigger than just traveling to all 50 states. A, we needed a way to earn an income and make a living. Um, while we were on the road, but we also wanted to have some type of purpose, some type of project outside of just ourselves. And so we came up with the idea to work a job in all city states. I came up with the idea. <laughs> Alyssa wasn't on board at first. I talked her into it. We found a sponsor, and then so uh, we bought an old RV off Craigslist, did some renovations on it, and then four days after our wedding, we hit the road. Um, we traveled uh, to all city states during that first year of our marriage. Uh, I worked a job in every state, uh, and we filmed each one of these hourly jobs. And package it up into a documentary called Hourly America that we premiered uh, in theaters a couple weeks ago in Austin and Portland. And uh, that was in 2014 when we hit the road, two and a half years ago. And then we've been finding and doing creative projects on the road ever since. That is absolutely amazing. I am just, I'll have to admit to you that I um, come in on the ninth hour of this one, and so I haven't researched as much information about your story as Kimberly probably already knows. So <laughs> I am so intrigued. So how, so was this your brainchild then, you said? Uh, it was Not a little bit of both. It was a little bit of both, yeah. right? Like uh, Alyssa had the idea to, to travel to all 50 states. So that was like her kind of big uh, idea that she threw out there. And uh, it was my idea to work a job in every state, but we both equally didn't like our jobs. We both wanted to go travel, uh, and we both kind of contributed different ideas for what that could look like. I love that. So tell me, um, because I know, and I think Kimberly can attest this, that in our lifestyle, a lot of times we fight our age. Um, you know, people look at us and say, well, how is it that you can afford to travel? You know, you're too young to, to be able to do this or whatever. It seems like there's some sort of an age limit on this. Did you find that that was a challenge for you as well, that your age had maybe something to do with people taking you seriously or not for those particular types of things? Um, yes and no. I mean, when we when we were first, like, planning to hit the road, it was obviously difficult to, to share with our parents, hey, I'm quitting my a good paying job right out of college and telling my in-laws that we're going to hit the road and we think we're going to make it work. We think we're going to find the sponsors and, and figure it out kind of thing. So that was difficult. Um, but we found that before we left, we basically had three different kinds of reactions from people. One was from people our age and they're like, oh, that's awesome. You guys are buying an RV and hitting the road. That's cool. And then another reaction was from people who were significantly older, maybe in their 70s or something like that. And they had either traveled a lot when they were younger, and so they were really – they thought it was great that we were hitting the road, too, when we were young, or they hadn't traveled when they were younger and wish they had. And so they were – we felt those two were a lot really encouraging. And then there was kind of the middle ground of people who may had been in a job for 20 years or so and kind of just grinding it out in the quote-unquote real world. And we felt like we got more pushback from that demographic than anyone because they, you know, they were kind of like, yeah, you know, go do it while you can, you know, in a derogatory kind of way. Like, once kids come in, you'll change and your life won't be, uh, you won't be able to do this. And, you know, it's just kind of jab remarks. Uh, none of them were, you know, memorable enough to, to really ever 
sit on it and think about too often. So, but at, once we got into lifestyle, it's kind of been a mix. We've met a lot of people who are super encouraging, a lot of friends who are now, you know, like meeting younger people who are traveling. And most of the time, to be honest, when we're in campgrounds or national parks or whatever and we meet people, uh, I don't even tell them that we travel full-time because it, it kind of comes off in a weird way. Um, but if they sincerely want to sit down and have a meaningful conversation with me about my work, then I'll happily explain to them, like, what it is we do. That's so interesting. And I totally get you about um, keeping your travel life a little under wraps for, you know, in situations where you just meet someone. I totally get that. Um, so tell us what you've been on the road for two plus years. What have you learned about yourself that you didn't anticipate learning from this journey? Well, I mean, I I feel like we've I've learned a lot. I mean, gosh, it's hard to just pull one thing out. I mean, it was our first year of marriage being on the road. Like we have only known marriage. Like we didn't live together before we got married, and we've only known uh, life together, being in an RV and traveling full time. So I think some of the biggest challenges has just been figuring out the dynamic between how Alyssa and I work together um, because we, we run our business together. We have video clients that we work with all over the country. We produce videos. Uh, that's our main business. And then I have a podcast called The RV Entrepreneur where I interview people and how they earn their income and livelihood while they're traveling and a blog that we both run together in a Facebook group with a few thousand people. And so it's just we do all of these things together. And so I think some of the biggest learning curves has just been figuring out what does that look like in marriage and how do we take intentional time off um, and not just be on talking about work and things like that all the time because we live in our RV and we're together 24-7. I know you guys get that. Um, and so I think that that kind of – I don't know if there's like an in learning point because we're 25, we're learning it, but I would just say learning and figuring out the balance between like working really hard to get where we want to be and enjoying our travels like we did – Banff this summer. We've done the Smoky Mountain National Parks this year. We did 13,000 miles this year. So it's like um, enjoying our, our lives on the road and figuring out the balance of work, I guess, if that makes sense. It does. It does. So tell me, um, as far as your the hourly job project, did you find that the hourly jobs, um, and just in terms of maybe someone who might be listening and, and they're thinking of trying to find you know, like temporary locational, you know, work seasonally. Is there certain parts of the country that you would say was better um, as far as finding, you know, an hourly job at, you know, with the wages and or the environment or whatever? Is there certain parts of the country that you would suggest going back to for that sort of a thing? Um, well, I so I had a very different perspective on all this because, a, I didn't get paid for any of these jobs, and I was only in these jobs for a day. So we'd, we'd show up, uh, work a job for the day, and then the person who I was apprenticing, shadowing that day, working with, we would interview them, you know, ask them questions about how they find meaning in their work and why they do what they do. And we did over 80 of these interviews that we compiled for our documentary. Um, <clears throat> and so the film wasn't really uh, catered towards, you know, like exposing moms who are working minimum wage and supporting five kids. It wasn't a downplay on hourly wage jobs. It was more of the opposite of that, you know, highlighting people who, mm -hmm. you know, are working on a, a farm in Vermont because they want to start their own organic apple orchard or something along those lines. Like, it was more or less finding stories of people who really loved their, their work and what they did. Um, and so I don't know if I have a good answer for, like, the best location to go and, and find an hourly job. Um, but I would just say that they're kind of an interesting takeaway from, from the project of Hourly America was that there's so many jobs out there. Like, we get fixated on, like, your standard few jobs. Like, you can be a policeman. You can be a teacher. You can be a business owner. You can be an accountant. You know, there's, like, or you can work in software or whatever. Um, but there's so many really neat jobs out there. I mean, like, my last job was with the National Park Service in Alaska. They flew us up in a helicopter to Denali. We got the shadow of the park rangers who go up there for 30 days at a time. They have doctors and all these people from different walks of life that are extremely interesting. You know, you can be outside and work in beautiful places. And in Maui, I worked alongside a paddleboard instructor and, you know, they're out there at 5 a.m. paddleboarding with whales and, and, you know, showing around tourists. And it's like these are really cool, unique jobs. And, um, yeah, maybe they don't pay as well, but for certain parts of your life, uh, you know, they're really fun and uh, and they were cool to do. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, so you've uh, wrapped that project and you've recently um, debuted it, you said, in um, some theaters. Uh 
now now what? What's next? Yeah, so, I mean, the past year, listen, we basically, it took, like, us all of a month to figure out that we wanted to keep RVing full-time. I think we were driving up the Pacific Coast Highway. We're like, hey, this is really fun. We want to keep doing this. Uh, and so during our trip, we were kind of, we weren't filmmakers before that. Uh, we just kind of learned video production while we were traveling. We pitched a company called Snagajob. Uh, they helped us, uh, send us some film equipment, told us to turn into a documentary. And so we kind of just started learning the craft of film. Uh, and we basically used that as a way to continue traveling by working and finding a niche within video production that we could start working with clients after our initial year on the road that was funded via our sponsor. Um, and so the past year, we've been building up that business. And then I have a startup company, a software company called campgroundbooking.com. Um, finding online reservations uh, in the RV park industry is not super easy, and there's not a really great one source for that. And so we're working to solve that problem. Um, and then I've got a, the podcast that I mentioned, The RV Entrepreneur, and we've been building up a community of other younger people who are also working towards this similar goal of hitting the road full-time and kind of crowdsourcing information on how other people are doing that. <laughs> That's so interesting. So it sounds like that what I'm hearing from you is you've taken – all these experiences and built on them and, you know, keep moving forward. Is there anything looking back that you would change as far as your full-time RV lifestyle or are you just on fast forward? Well, um, so the first, maybe, I would say maybe or maybe not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like we, the first year and a half we bought, like when we first had the road, we bought an old RV off Craigslist for 11,000 bucks. It was a Coachman class new motorhome, Leprechaun. Uh, we named him Franklin. We did some renovations on the inside, took him to 48 states, and it was a great RV. We really built an attachment to this thing. And then uh, for the year after that road trip, we stayed in him because we had paid cash. We paid off a bunch of student debt last year, just working really hard, spending little money, not doing as much traveling, but, you know, just kind of working towards becoming, you know, not debt-free. Um, and then we had the opportunity to 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 jump on a sponsorship with Winnebago and, and to get a much newer motorhome for a, a subsidized cost in exchange for blogging and social media and all that good stuff for working with the company. And we thought, hey, what a cool opportunity to get a new RV, one that doesn't have leaks in the roof and things like that, and, you know, go out and, uh, you know, have a more dependable RV as we travel and continue this lifestyle because we want to keep doing it. Um, the only downside of that has been this year while we've enjoyed it, our great 2016 Winnebago Brave RV that has more room and workspace for us both to, to edit videos and, and work has just been a higher cost of living as we're traveling. So, you know, we're going to all these places and we're just basically having to put the bill for our own health insurance and, uh, you know, for, for an RV, which are added costs on gas. And so I think if there's anything I'd change, maybe the possibility of staying in an older RV for a little bit longer um, to keep costs low as, you're, as we're still getting the business off the ground. I think that's maybe been the only thing. That and slow down as we're traveling. You know, we just tend to travel too quickly and we need to work on slowing down. So, Yeah, you know, the propensity for um, people who are new to the road to travel too quickly, it's like 90% of people who hit the road do <laughs> make that same error. And the reason is we don't have any foundation to um, compare this new lifestyle with other than vacations, right? We're, you know, mm -hmm. vacation, although it's supposed to be relaxing, it's usually go, 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 eat, 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 do, do, do. And so when people get on the road, they kind of go into what we call vacation mode. So I think that's a wonderful tip. Um, to parlay off of uh, Mary Beth's question, if I am a 20-something looking to um, do exactly what you're doing to follow in your uh, tire steps, uh, so to speak, tire tracks, <laughs> Uh, what advice would you have for me? Um, that's a good question. Um, hmm. Well, so if somebody wanted to hit the road and they're kind of trying to figure out the whole income component, I think uh, being a part of a community of people is one of the best things. So um, there's one thing I've learned is that there's so many different routes toward hitting the road full time. And everyone has a different story, but we all also have a lot of things in common. We all love autonomy. We love freedom. I think that's one of the biggest values of people in this lifestyle is freedom that I've seen. There's just a sense of, like, you're literally home can go anywhere. Um, and so I think uh, one of the – I started a Facebook group called Make Money in RV, and 
basically, I know it sounds like a weird sounding group, but essentially the whole point was just to bring together a bunch of people who are making incomes while they're traveling through different jobs or their own business and help crowdsource information and provide a resource for people who are planning that transition. And that group has been invaluable, not only to myself as we're continuing to create this lifestyle for ourselves, but other people who are making a transition of their own um, because we're stuck in, you know, like before we hit the road, we were stuck in our little community of people like everyone was doing the same thing. They graduated college, got entry-level jobs somewhere, uh, and we didn't know anybody who was traveling full-time in an RV, so it seems so weird. But if you can immerse yourself into a community of people who are already doing it and you get that daily inspiration of people posting pictures in cool places and, you know, you can seek feedback on, you know, like, hey, I'm thinking of doing this job or I'm looking for a remote job doing this or I'm thinking about starting this client-based business so we can travel full-time, et cetera, um, and having those people to get feedback on, I think that's, that's super valuable. So I think my biggest piece of advice would be find a community of people who can help be a resource to you as you're kind of sorting through a lot of these questions. Well, I will second that. I know for us as well, and um, and I think Kimberly will echo that. That's how she came to you know, her and Chris came to be the founders of full-time families was, you know, to associate yourself with like-minded people because, like you said, I love that um, about providing daily inspiration because if you're not around people that are thinking like you or have the same aspirations or dreams that you do, then you kind of get bogged down with with all the what-ifs. So I love that. So tell me, um, for someone that is just listening to us or listening on a replay, how can we find out more about your Hourly America project? How can they find you? Yeah, if you, if you just go to heathpaget.com, Heath spelled like the candy bar, Paget, P-A-D-G-E-T-T, you can find the podcast and Hourly America and all that information over there. And we're actually releasing our uh, documentary uh, later this week online so it can be streamed for anyone to watch. So uh, go check it out. Oh, that's exciting. And then you mentioned a couple other um, uh, avenues to get in touch with you. Why don't we sum them all up again? So you have the website, and then you have the podcast. What's that, and where can I hear that? Yeah, the podcast, the RV Entrepreneur Podcast and iTunes. You can find that there, um, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff. It's also all the links and everything is kind of a home base on my website. And then the other, the community I mentioned was uh, Make Money in RV on Facebook. You can search that uh, and find it on there as well. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, and thank you for introducing us to um, all of the tools that you've established uh, to make a community for um, younger RVers. Hey, I have one more question. Um, yes. When you and Alessa have a family, will you continue to be on the road? I think we will to some extent or another, um, whether it's full-time or part-time. We love this life, and we've met so many families who are out traveling and exposing their kids to new ways of learning. And um, it's kind of beautiful. It's really cool because, you know, you can learn about uh, history, you know, from a book or you can go to a museum or you can learn about a place in a book, you know, or go there in person. And so I just uh, I can't wait to, to get our kids out on the road one day, whether it's full time or part time. But absolutely, we will. Very cool. Well, thanks again for joining <laughs> us. And uh, we will be uh, looking for that movie coming soon. So um, when you have that link, go ahead and send it to me and I will definitely get it on the Facebook group for the Road School Mom. Awesome. Thank you guys and uh, thank you all for having me on. It's great to talk to you. All right. Bye. Oh, that was super inspiring. Isn't it? Like, I don't know. When you talk with someone that has the same what do you call motivation and like the same drive and you know no matter whether it may be not be the same exact you know path that you're taking but when you talk to someone like that it makes you feel like yes I can do this I can do that right uh, awesome. you know it I, makes me feel like I want to hit the road <laughs> oh we should so hit the road fun. and we should write all about it <laughs> in a journal it's the truth you know I'll never forget when you and I were um creating the chicks without bricks book <laughs> And we were, um, we had the 12 chicks uh, submit photos of their travels. Just seeing those photos, it really inspired me to want to travel. And I was like, gosh, that looks like so much fun. You can forget that you live this amazing life. And when you talk to people who are living it alongside, you'd be like, wow, we should do that. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it really is easy to get bogged down with the, 
with this, it's just easy to get bogged down. Like I'm, I'm feeling that now. So, you know, and it's because I've been in the same place and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get out of here. And I see everybody else's pictures and they're going this, you know, they're on their way. Everybody, it seems like everyone is on their way somewhere. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I wrote school moms, Jill Jenkins, like they left Michigan, you know, just, just a couple of weeks ago and her picture that she posted, I think today, over at Greenheart Adventures, you know, she has on a coat and a hat because she's, she's all the way out west. You know, they're on their way that way, and I don't know, it's just, you're yeah, right. Yeah, she's out in Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. So, pictures are good. Yeah. Pictures are good. Yeah, I know that 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 does happen, but, um, but we are all certainly blessed to live this amazing life. Um, you know, he touched on something like getting health insurance, and I wanted to remind people, because we actually used this this week, although it didn't help us with Dominic's broken leg. Um, Nervous, you know that I have a service called Teladoc that we extend mm-hmm. to full-time family members, and it is $16.95 a month, and that covers your entire family for unlimited consultations, either through the phone or through uh, the Internet um for um sickness and particularly i had um while we were literally putting dominic in this truck for surgery tonya was coming to me her ear was bright red and she was in so much pain from a raging ear infection and even if i didn't have this teledoc i really did not have a moment to also put her in another vehicle and take her to the doctor to get um a you know, a script is I knew what I needed. I knew knew I needed antibiotics. I was treating it with oils, but it was much more aggressive than the oils were um, taking care of it. So I knew I needed antibiotics. And what a blessing it is to have this teledoc. We pay sixteen ninety five a month, like I said. I, it comes to like one hundred and fifty nine dollars for the year, or something ridiculously low. And uh, those unlimited visits. So Chris was able to, like, double time, get on the phone while we were waiting for stomach surgery to happen to get the prescription so that we could swing by the pharmacy and get the prescription for both Tonya's ear infection and Dominic's pain medicine at the same time. I just cannot tell you enough about how important this teledoc is. And the reason why I'm bringing it up now, it's cold and flu season starting. I, if you can hear it in my voice, I have a little bit of a cold also. Um, and the teledoc works. Uh, it is effective the first of the month, following the month that that you sign up. So tonight is the 25th of September. And if you were to sign up now, then it would be effective October 1st. So uh, this is something you want to keep in mind when signing up for this, because unlike other opportunities where you have a critical need and you can sign up and get to a doctor right away, Teladoc does not work like that. But uh, it is an invaluable tool that we have had on the road. Uh, We use it, we probably use it, I would say once a month we use it. So normally, if you're not a full-time families member and you have a Teladoc um, membership, it's going to cost you $40 every time you have a consult. And even that is fantastic. But that $40 would certainly add up. And this is $16.95 for unlimited consults for your family. I, I just can't. I could go on and on and on about how wonderful Teladoc is. It's always been what we need it to be on the road, and it's just been a lifeline for us. So, so tell me again, just so that I understand feel. it, that your your teledoc spiel. What? So is that something that we, if, if as a full time family member, is that something that we can use, we can go through full time families and find the link to go to that? Is that what you're telling me? That's exactly right. If you're a full time families member, what you're going to do is log on to your do your member login at full time families, and then under the members area, you'll see the downloads and savings, and it's the second one. Um, uh, the second link is to Teladoc. Free unlimited consultation fees waived for FCS members via doctor or nurse select directly from your computer or over the phone and family plans start at $16.95 per month. Um, you're going to click right on that and it's going to bring you to a, um, a special link uh, where you can sign up, where you can enroll for that. So, uh, okay, fantastic. I love it. I really, really love it. If you don't have that, and again, it's cold and flu season coming up. It's October 1st in a few days. So this is a great time to get it right now so that you're set to go. When cold and flu season comes, you don't have to be sitting in like a Mergemed or some foreign doctor's office because you're not from the area. You know, total crapshoot just to get the prescription that you already know you need. I'm, primarily, it's safe to say that uh, as full-time families, we are a pretty healthy bunch primarily. I always hear over and over again 
I never go to the doctor. I never have to go to the doctor. I never have to go to the doctor. And we don't have to go to the doctor either. But, um, you know, an ear infection, especially when it's her ear's bright red and she's crying, you definitely want to just get your antibiotic. You don't want to mess around with that. So got that done and uh, on the road to wellness. So can't say enough I about that. I love that. I'm pulling it up right now. That reminds me yeah. of that show that we done. Remember the show that we done with your friend? Um, and we talked about um, – do you remember what I'm talking about? We talked about how you knew when you should seek medical advice. That's right. We talked to um, Sarah Leonard, Dr. Sarah Leonard from New Jersey, um, to know when to go. Because, yeah, you know, Mary Beth, I tell you what, when when I was coming home with that broken leg situation, I was thinking, oh, goodness, isn't there an oil for that? There's got to be an oil <laughs> for that. I don't want to go to the hospital. And uh, I was yeah. really hoping it was just dislocated because there was the kneecap was not where it was supposed to be. That was most certainly the mm-hmm. the big red flag right there that the kneecap was not where it was supposed to be. And so we were just hoping that it was dislocated because it wasn't wasn't swelling and it wasn't getting um, purplish or anything like that. But no, he had broken the little nub that holds the tendon down that holds the kneecap in place. And not only was it broken, but it's going to require surgery. Ugh. Those words, my heart just sank. Yes, mine might sank for you, as all of us did last Sunday night when we found out this information. I was like, oh, my goodness. But isn't it wonderful, because I know you probably, I mean, I've seen it myself, being just, you know, trying to keep in contact with you. Isn't it wonderful, our community, when good things or bad things, whatever, it's the outpouring of support is really phenomenal with our group. I am so glad you brought that up because that was the very next thing I was going to say. That was so heartwarming to hear from so many people. We were flooded with texts and phone calls and Facebook messages and and private messages. And even in the mail, things are coming for him, get well soon things. So uh, it's just, he has just been absolutely tickled to know that he is part of this amazing community that loves him so much and and uh, really cares to send him stuff. And, you know, uh, people made cards and took pictures of them and texted them to me. Just simple little things that, uh, you know, brought a smile to his face and really warmed Chris and I's heart. It was so wonderful to, like like he said, to be a part of the community is the single best thing uh, I find about being, about living this lifestyle. You know, we always think it's going to be about the places until you get out here and you realize it's about the people. That is so true. That is the truest statement ever. It's true, true, true. So I heard well, something this week. Another... You know how oh, we... go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. No, I was just going to – this is nothing big. I was just going to say, you know how every week it seems like we always try to come up with some little sassy saying. So I, um, I watched this video, this really powerful video this week about um, – not everybody dies, but not everybody lives, and it was so good. But the one thing that I caught out of this, and I can't, I just keep replaying it in my mind, and it says, take the leap, and grow. And sometimes you just have to grow your wings on the way down. Isn't that such a cool thought? Uh, yeah, it is. You know, um, when we were talking to Heath, I was thinking, what have I learned from being out here? And one of the the biggest things I've learned is the leap of faith and reliance on God, like a hundred percent, like he's got you, he'll catch you. Mm-hmm. And in my previous stationary life, stationary indicating maybe slower in some way, but not really more chaotic. Uh, I was so distracted that I could never feel that and understand it. But in this mobile life, which again would indicate maybe I'm moving fast when in fact, you know, you and I enjoy slow travel, sometimes a little too slow for our taste, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what I like to say about that. You're always where you need to be. Um, I, it's just, it just, it becomes so evident that, that taking that leap of faith that, you know, God's got you. He's got this. And, uh, I love the idea of leaping and, and your, uh, wings coming probably from God on the way down. I love that idea. That's great. 
Good to but see. the other thing I picked up I picked up out of that video was it talked about using you know everyone has a gift and it's really up to you to use it or not and to share it with the world and I thought about our show that we done really back in the, it was the earlier this year remember we done the show about using your God you know your the gifts that God give you um, to to you know to your most potential and you know helping your kids find those same gifts too so if you didn't um, listen that night that's the podcast that I think was a really important one talking about you know using your the gifts that God gave you and using those for your full potential so anyway that's my little spiel and my little uh positive move forward in the meantime uh as I think you were just getting ready to say and a reminder Bill Hyde who is the creator behind Audio Adventures, our um, the season sponsor, will be with us later on next month. So I'm really excited to get him on the show and talk to him about how this whole series came about. But in the meantime, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, Mary Beth here, your road trip teacher, with a quick product review for our road school listeners. If you're looking for great audio the whole family can listen to while on the road, you're going to love this. There's a new audio adventure series available that tells great stories from Christian history, and it's designed to build character, courage, and imagination in your kids. Here's the story. Some of the folks that used to be part of Adventures in Odyssey have created this new series to help families not only enjoy Christian history, but to really go deep into our Christian heritage. The production values are outstanding, and it definitely gets five stars from the Road School Moms crew. It's a great way to turn ordinary drive time into family fun and adventure time. Go to FamilyAudioAdventures.com to learn more. That's FamilyAudioAdventures.com. Be sure to use coupon code ROAD at the shopping cart so you can get it for just half price. That's FamilyAudioAdventures.com. Well, I am surely excited for that um, that upcoming episode. Um, but you may recall, Mary Beth, that uh, a few weeks ago we celebrated 100 episodes. Woo, that was so fun. We um, and we gave away a whole bunch of stuff. And because uh, the last two weeks have been absolutely insane, we actually never told anyone who won the things. So I'm really <laughs> excited. Uh, I've gone through, and um, we have winners for each of the things. Uh, and so I will start with, the Family Man Book Giveaway, 365-Day Homeschool Mom, written by Todd Wilson, our friend at Family Man Ministries, is going to Sean Busby. The Class Dismissed DVD is going to Anna Johnson. The Squilt Gift is going to Carrie Moon. The Life of Fred um, Award Prize is going to Denise Mabel. And the FTF Trailblazer Lifetime Membership is going to Jeremy Henson. Thanks so much for all the people that played along on all those wonderful giveaways. I will be, if I've called your name tonight, you will be getting an email from me shortly connecting you with uh, that prize. I'm going to see. Excuse me. Bless you. Woo. Bless you. Thank bless you so much. Cold and flu season's coming. Um, I got a few more updates for you. Uh, the Halloween Hangout going on in Williamsburg. I have heard from the campground that it is sold out. The campground itself is sold out. So uh, if you were hoping to join us on that, um, if you are a Thousand Trails member, you can keep trying to get reservations uh, uh, on a daily basis. You can go onto the reservation system and try to get reservations. Uh, but otherwise, it uh, the campground is sold out for that weekend. Um, remember, if you, if you miss the Halloween Hangout, don't worry. There's another event coming up very soon. It saves the date for the 7th Annual FTF Family Reunion. That's going to be February 2nd through the 5th in Tallahassee, Florida. We are putting, we are buttoning that whole program up. This is totally foreign for us, as you know. We've always hosted at campgrounds, and this is going to be at a Florida fairground, which we're really excited about because we're going to have the enormous fairgrounds dedicated to FTF only, which is something we've always wanted at our rallies, to have the whole place to ourselves. So that's going to be fantastic. But because we have it all to ourselves, it comes with a whole new set of challenges, including um, a parking team. We'll be re required to do our own parking, and we'll be required to taking the reservations up front uh, ahead of time from the attendees. 
and uh, a whole litany of other things. So we are crossing our T's and dotting our I's this week, and hopefully we'll be releasing for early birds, which is uh, Charter and Lifetime members, uh, the opportunity to reserve your spot. We have only 100 spots dedicated to us for this event, so uh, this is something you want to want to get in on early. I think that's all I've got for me tonight. What have you got, Mary Beth? You know, I'm just, um, I don't know. I don't think I have anything new. Road Trip Teacher is just plugging along. We're still releasing little bits of information with our state study guides and working on those. That um, Our annual subscription, we released that information a couple weeks ago. So if you don't know about that, check over at roadtripteacher.com and learn all about that all-new way to download any of our digital products from the Learning Shop. And um, other than that, I guess we'll be here same time, same place next week, right? Yes, with, um, I believe next week we have Live in the RV Dream. Uh, if you're familiar with the Huggins, uh, they're going to be on our podcast next week. So that's going to be fun. And look for, look for our calendar at Road School Moms to see when we are able to reschedule with Jamie McClivy, uh, Sensational Sex with God's Idea, because that is a show that I was really looking forward to. And thank you, Jamie, for being so gracious and, um, making a time for us in the future. Sounds good. Okay, well, if that's a wrap, then we thank you so much for joining us tonight. If you're listening to us on a replay over at iTunes, don't forget to send me an email after you've done your review um, for your free digital product over at Road Trip Teacher. We'll be glad to do that. If you did elect to give us less than four or five stars, that's okay, but please do send us an email either at Kimberly at FullTimeFamilies.com or info at roadtripteacher.com and let us know how we can better serve your road school mom's needs because other than the fact that Kimberly just loves to get on here with me every Sunday night and we can talk, 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 we really are here as a support uh, to, to build the support community for other road school moms. So let us know how we're doing. And uh, other than that, I guess we'll see you same time, same place next Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time right here on the Ultimate Radio radio i can't talk tonight on the ultimate homeschool radio network and we are so happy to have you join us from wherever in the world you are until then safe travels and god bless this is kimberly and this is mary beth your road school moms on the road where education meets adventure until next time we wish you safe travels and leave you with our traveler's prayer lord be our guide and protector let those i encounter be blessed by my words let my hands be filled with your work, and may I be filled with your grace and kind words for others. May I be a light unto those around me on the journey ahead. Amen. Amen. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. If you'd like more information, go to roadschoolmoms.com. The moderator has left the conference.